Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. Thank you guys. You guys can be seated. Uh, there's no better place to be at, right, than at Reach Church on a Wednesday night. Come on, do you guys believe that? That this is the best church to be in? You know, honestly, there's just something about uh, the presence of God. There's something about being in the presence of God full of uh, people that love Jesus. And if I can get more monitor, that would be great. Um, but honestly, there is something about fulfilling the call of God in your life. There's something that brings joy and satisfaction. Honestly, I, I look at my life, and I, I wouldn't be anywhere close to where I am without Jesus. I look at my life, and I'm so honored to lead such, un, under such amazing pastors, Pastor Omar and Sister Letty. I'm so honored that I'm able uh, to get, I, I get to pastor alongside some of the best people in the world. And I'm honored that I... I'm a husband to the best wife I can ask for. Right there, boo-boo. Okay. And not only that, but because of you, I get to be a father to my beautiful daughter and crazy, Natalie. You know, I, I tell you all this not to boast, not to tell you what I have, but I'm here to tell you when you choose to live a life for Jesus, when you choose to live a life that is holy, Unto him, he changes everything. He gives you favor, blessings. He guides you into living uh, an abundant life. But it's only through him and his grace that we're able to experience these things in our lives. You see, it's through Jesus that we're made new. I have a message that God has put on my heart to share, if that's okay. Now, I don't, have very, uh, I don't have very long, so I'm going to be as fast as possible. Um, uh, I'm not going to be very long. Now, I tell my youth this all the time, and I end up going longer than I should have. But let's hope that's not the case here because I respect you guys' time. Uh, but I believe God has put a word on my heart. Is that okay? All right. Uh, as we finish this series of, of, of summer loving of, with the youth, I began to think about uh, the series that we've been in our church, and I believe this is one of the last uh, messages that we're going to speak on for Yahweh. How many of you guys have enjoyed this series? How many of you guys have enjoyed Pastor Omar and going over the different names of God? How many of you guys have enjoyed the reels that we've been posting? Uh, man, Pastor Omar is bringing it, um, and I want to stay in theme. Uh, as, we, as we went over what it means to live a life of purity, what it means to live a life of holiness. There is a name that describes the only one who is truly pure and holy. His name is Jehovah Kadash. Now this name means the Holy One. In Revelations 4 verse 18 it says, each of the four living creatures had six wings and was, was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. The angels are surrounding God and they're describing him as holy, holy, holy. You see, I don't, I don't, under, I don't know if we understand how powerful this statement is. I don't know if we understand how powerful this description of God really is. 
You see, in Hebrew, they often would use repetition to emphasize a word. So if you've ever read in the Bible, you would understand or you would read that when Jesus would speak, he would often say a word twice. In John 3, 5, he says, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one, one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Again, in John 6, 47, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. You see, a repetition would always emphasize the word. It would emphasize what is about to be said, that whatever is about to be said, you need to pay attention to it. You need to listen to what is about to be said. But there are moments in Scripture, although it's rare, but there are times where there is a threefold repetition. Just like we read, describing God as holy, holy, holy. You see, this is the only time where it's used in the Bible to describe God. The only word that is repeated three times by using a threefold repetition of a word. You see, when they do that, they are establishing God's dominion. They are describing God as holy. They are emphasizing to the infinite and supreme holiness of God. Now, the word holy is defined, it's exalted or worthy of complete devotion as one perfect in goodness and righteousness. You see, repeating holy to describe God was a reminder that God is set apart from all creation. Meaning he is the only one who is holy. He is the only one who is perfect. That he reigns supreme over everything and everyone. 1 Samuel 2.2 No one is holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. In Psalms 18.30 says, As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. Countless times you read in the Bible that they use holy to describe God. Meaning there's no comparison to him, that he is the only one who is holy. He's perfect in every way. Now, yes, we believe that he's sovereign. We believe that he's all-knowing. We believe that he's loving and merciful, merciful, that he's the bread of life. But there's only one word that describes him in a threefold repetition. And that word is holy. Out of all the words used to describe God, holy is the most supreme. He's perfect in every way. But we all know that we live in a world that's full of wickedness, right? We all know we live in a world that's imperfect, that's uh, evil, that where sin is everywhere. So many people are lost. We live in a world that people will hurt you, that people will discourage you, people will let you down. But there's only one who will never do these things to us. And his name is Jehovah Kadash. Why? Because he's holy. Why? Because he's perfect in everything he does. He's perfect in every way possible. There's no mistake in him. There's no fault in him. So if there is one who is holy... If there is one God, one person who will never hurt us, 
If there's one who will never let us down, who will never abandon us, never discourage us, never cause harm to us, if we serve a God who never makes mistakes, who doesn't depend on anything else or anyone else but himself, if we serve a God who created the universe and planning so perfectly and unique that you couldn't deny his existence, if we serve a God who can heal the sick, can raise the dead, if there is only one who is holy and perfect in everything that he does, my question tonight is why wouldn't we serve him? Why wouldn't we sacrifice our entire life for a God who is perfect in everything he does? Why wouldn't we live holy just like he is holy? Why wouldn't we live a life that puts all of our trust in him? See, I believe we have so many Christians nowadays that are so quick to put their trust into anything else besides God. Our finances, our families, our jobs, our friends. We even put trust in people that have hurt us in the past. But the moment someone says to trust God, the one who created everything, the one who's perfect and holy in everything he does, we shut down. Well, I don't know if God can really take me from this situation. I don't really know if God can come through this time. I don't really know if he can provide. I don't really know if he can restore my family, if he can break my addiction. First Peter 15, it says, but just as he called you as holy, be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Jesus commands us in the word of God to live a holy life. Why? Because he's holy. But so many of us fail to trust him. So many of us fail to even try to live a holy life. You see, tonight I believe the standard of holiness has been ignored. I believe the Christians of today have allowed their lives, their beliefs to be the standard of holiness instead of what the Word of God says. I believe so many of us fail to live holy lives. We fail to even try because of three things. See, tonight my message is pretty simple. It's practical. See, I believe we fail to live a holy life because we don't believe, because we love sin, and we complicate it. Tonight, can you guys just pray with me as we share the word of God? So, Father, we pray, Lord, right now, God, as your presence is here, God, that they would hear your voice, God, and not mine. Father, I pray that you'd begin to move in each and every heart, God, that you'd begin to speak to them right now. And Father, I pray that they would hear your voice. God, I pray that they would hear the revelation that you showed me. And God, that they would be challenged tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. See, the most effective tool as a Christian is to have faith. Faith is a strong belief. You put your complete trust and confidence in someone. Jesus says if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Jesus says if you just believe in me, you'll be saved. Acts 16 verse 31, they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Jesus, all Jesus asks is if you just believe. What you believe will often dictate where your life is going. See, if you believe that family is all you need, if you believe that your family should be your top priority, my guess is your your actions are going to show that. My guess is you're going to be at every family event, right? 
You're going to cancel uh, any plans to be with your family. You're going to go out of your way for them. Why? Because you believe that family is truly what you need. If you believe that money is all you need to be happy, my guess is you're going to be constantly working, constantly thinking of ways to make money, constantly thinking of ways that you can work because you believe that money is all you need. There's something about your life that will lead to action in what you really believe in. Rick Warren says this, it says, your worldview determines everything else in your life. What we believe determines our behavior, and our behavior determines what we become in life. What we believe determines what we do. So why is it that so many Christians can read the Bible, so many Christians can go to church, listen to the Christian podcast, listen to the preacher every Sunday about how holy God is, how amazing he is. They may even believe that he's holy, but their life doesn't reflect the God that they serve. Why is it that Christians can read the Bible? They can read holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, yet not truly live for him yet fail to live a life of purity and holiness. Why? Because they never really believed in Jesus in the first place. Because you can tell me that you believe in the word of God. You can tell me that you believe that he's holy, but does your life truly reflect what you believe? Does your life show that you believe he's holy? Does your life show that you trust God? Does your life show that you believe he's perfect? Because if you truly believed, if you believe that he's holy like I just described, if you believe that he's perfect, then your life would be a reflection of that. But so many Christians can't live a holy life because they don't truly believe. Romans 10, 16, it says, But not everyone welcomes the good news. For Isaiah the prophet said, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. But I ask, have the people of Israel actually heard the message? Yes, they have. The message has gone throughout the earth and the words to all the world. Although Israel had heard the good news, they did not believe the report because their life didn't show it. Although mostly everyone has, in this room has heard the good news. Now, if you don't know the good news, it's Jesus died on the cross for you. He rose again. He forgave you of your sins that you can receive a free gift called salvation. And it's amazing to believe that. It's amazing to know. But our actions don't show it. Tonight, I want you to really think about your life. I want you to really think, does your life truly reflect what you believe in? Does your life truly reflect that God is first in your life? Does it reflect that God is priority in your life? Do you honor your leaders by submitting to them or do you ignore their advice? Do you turn away from gossip or do you stay and participate in it? Do you live set apart from the world or do you live in the world does the way you truly live reflect that you believe in Jesus because if it doesn't then I'm going to question if you truly believe in him too many Christians fail to live this holy life because we don't truly believe it 
Or secondly, we just love sin too much. Colossians 3, verse 1 through 10, it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on these things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid also your, uh, now you must also rid of yourselves of all such of these things: anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its Creator. You see, the moment that you gave your life to Christ, the moment that you accepted Jesus, it's no longer our lives anymore but his. They now belong to Jesus. So the things that we did before we got saved can't follow us when we serve him. See, to be holy is to be set apart. To be consecrated unto God, to be devoted to him daily, to live a life that is holy and pure. You see, to be set apart is to leave your old life and walk in the life that he has to offer. Set apart from the world, set apart from your old life, from your old addictions, from your old bondages, set apart from sexual immorality, set apart from sin. You see, when you serve Christ, there needs to be a boundary between how you live before and how you live now. The sad truth is this. Some of us have been coming to church for years, but there's no difference between the world and you. We talk the same way the world does. We think the same way they do. We act the same way. And there's no difference. Where is the line between us and the world? Because God in the word of God calls us to be different. He calls us to be set apart. He calls us to be holy. In 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 7 through 8 is, God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. See, I've had so many people ask me, well, Jacob, I don't know the will of God for my life. I've been trying to figure it out. I've been trying to pray, and God hasn't given me the sign, or, or you know, I haven't got a word from you yet, or, you know, I'm waiting for Pastor Omar to tell me what the call of God on my life is. I'm waiting for him to call me during conference and see if I get sent out. And we ask all these questions about, God, what's the will for my life? God, what should I do with my life? God, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well, it's very simple. He called you to live a holy life. The will of God for your life 
is your sanctification. It's your purity. It's your holiness, regardless of what you do. It doesn't matter what job you take. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter what car you drive. It's calling you to be holy. It's calling you to live a pure life unto him because it's when you live a holy life that you will ultimately do God's will for your life. But I'll be honest with you. You will never be able to fulfill the call of God in your life and continue to sin. You will never be able to live a life that is holy and acceptable unto God and still be in bondage with your old self. The moment you turn away from holiness is the moment you step out of God's will for your life. I think about a man in the Bible by the name of Samson. We know that Samson was this amazing man of God, that uh, he made this commitment to God that he would never cut his hair. We know that he was living holy until he met a woman named Delilah. Samson ended up sleeping with her. He ended up having this relationship, and he ended up breaking that commitment between him and God. And so we know the story when the Philistines come in to get him the last time. He goes to do what he's always done. He goes to fight him, and he goes to kill him. But it says in the Bible that Samson did not know that the Lord had left him. The moment Samson decided to walk out of holiness, the moment Samson decided to break the commitment between him and God was the moment the Lord decided to leave him. You see, when you choose to live the way you want to live, when you choose to not live in purity, God will leave you and you won't even notice it. The very thought of God leaving you should be the reason to not even sin. I can stand here and tell you that if you sin, you will go to hell. That if you sin, that you're going to be tormented for eternity when you die. Now, although we do believe that's true, it's in the word of God. Think about this. When you live a life of sin, you choose to be separated from God. The very God who created everything who is holy in everything that he does, the God who allows us to be in his presence, allows us to know him, the one who is powerful, all-knowing, the one they describe as holy, holy, holy. The moment we choose to sin is the moment he cannot remain with us anymore. Habakkuk 1, 6, it says, your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Says he can't even look at evil because he's so holy. His eyes are too pure that he can't look at it. And because God is holy, if you are impure, he will not establish his presence in a place of impurity. My question is why would we ever choose sin? Why would we ever let that happen? Why would we choose not to serve this amazing God? If we know that sin separates us completely from God, if we know that if we choose our own way, God can follow us, why would we choose anything else? The sad thing is there's a lot of people in this room who just love sin too much. With the amount of people in this room, I can tell you there's a lot of people that just love sin. There's a lot of people that are satisfied with the things of this world and they're leaving 
the one who is holy. It's our love for sin that will hinder us from being holy, therefore causing God to turn away from us. We fail to live holy lives because we don't truly believe. We love sin too much. And sometimes we just complicate it. So many Christians and people complicate what it means to live holy lives under Christ. We believe that we'll never be able to be holy, that it's too hard, it's unattainable. So what we do is we just give up. We just give up without even trying. We don't even give Jesus a chance. We don't even give the church a chance. You see, I, I grew up in church, and I, I used to think that it was impossible to be holy. I used to look at, I look at someone like Diga and be like, man, I'll never be like that guy. I'll never be able to be as holy as Diga. I'll never be able to be as holy as my dad, as my parents, as, as the worship team. And I used to think that until it stopped me from even trying. I refuse to stop. I refuse to live a life of holy, holiness because I complicated it in my heart. I thought I'll never be able to attain it, so why would I even try? But the reality is, is we just don't know the Bible. We often forget that God is asking us. God himself is asking us to live a holy life. And if it's his will for our lives to be holy, then he wouldn't ask something of us if it was impossible to do. See, if it was impossible to do, then Jesus wouldn't be able to live a holy life. There's something called the hypostatic union, meaning when he was on earth, he was 100% God, but also 100% man. Therefore, Jesus understood how we felt. Therefore, he was tempted just like us. He felt pain just like us, yet he lived a sinless and perfect life. Hebrews 4.15, this high priest, which is Jesus, this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. It was because of Jesus he is the only way we were able to be holy. Jesus gave us this opportunity to be holy, to be purified through his sacrifice that was paid on the cross. Jesus gave us this way out. He gave us a hope to one day live in eternity with him. He gave us this chance to be set apart from everything and everything else. He gave us a chance to be holy just as he is holy. But without Jesus, you can't be holy. Without this perfect and holy sacrifice that was paid on the cross, you couldn't be in the presence of God. You couldn't be holy just like him. You cannot walk in holiness without Jesus. You see, without Jesus, you're lost. You're still impure. You're still full of guilt, shame perversion, pride, we're full of sin. But it's only when we accept Jesus into our hearts, it's when we walk with Jesus that he begins to make us holy. It's when Jesus is in us that we're allowed to be in the presence of God. Second Peter 
verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 3, and I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of Him he, who called us to His own glory and excellence. Tonight, it's only through the power of Jesus, it's only through the power of the cross that we're made holy. Some of us are asking, well, how do I be holy? How do I live a life that's holy? In Psalms 119, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. It's in his word that he shows us the standard of holiness. It's in his word that we know what's right from wrong. See, God's word shows us the reasons for holiness. So we understand the goodness of God's commands. His word shows us the blessings of holiness and gives us a reason to make the sacrifices. His word reminds us to always be on guard. The word of God shows us to how to live for him. It teaches us that it's through the Holy Spirit that he empowers us to live a holy life. See, we're made holy through Jesus and his word. John 17, verse 17, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. If you want to live a holy life, you have to read his word. Some of you are wondering why you can't live a holy life. Some of you are wondering why you're still living in sin, why you can't break that addiction, why you can't overcome this hurdle in your life. Let me ask you, are you reading the Word of God? Because if you're not reading the Word of God, how would you know how to be holy? How can God speak to you? How can God guide you? How is He there to strengthen you if you never read His Word? Sunday and Wednesday messages are good, but they're not enough to keep you holy. You need to allow God to speak to you every single day. You will never be able to be holy if you don't have the Word of God in you. If it's not a daily thing, if it's not something you prioritize every day in your life, it's impossible to be holy. But not only just read His Word, it says in James 1, verse 25, it says, but don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. You see, we can read the word of God. We can listen to all these podcasts. We can, we can listen to the Word of God as we drive. We can, uh, we can do all these things. We can have all this knowledge in our mind. But if we don't apply it to our life, it means nothing to you. If we don't apply the Word of God to live a holy life, then you're just like the world. Because it's only through Him it's only through the Word of God that He begins to sanctify you every day. He begins to make you holy just like He is holy. It's through His divine power that we're allowed to be in the presence of God. 
And unfortunately, the culture of today has misconstrued the word holy and has made it this religious and self-righteous word. Instead of describing how amazing and supreme God is over everything. Tonight, my question to you is your life truly reflecting what you believe in? Are your actions emulating that you trust in Jesus? Does it show that you believe he's holy? Does it show that you believe he's the only way? That he's the more perfect way? Are you living set apart? Are you allowing God to make you holy? My message is simple tonight because he is Jehovah Kadash. He is holy. Therefore, be holy because he is holy. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com give.